Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, February 13th, 2023. How you be? Uh, On today's episode, uh, I hit those stage again and you know I'm motherfucking back. On my new attitude, the emperor's new motherfucking groove. And David Spade. <laughs> was David Spade in that movie? Yeah, that was the emperor's new groove, right? The emperor's new groove. Oh, that was from the year 2000. You don't think about... Oh, yeah, David Spade was in that. And fucking Patrick Warburton played Kronk. That's funny. Oh, and John Goodman was in that movie and Eartha Kitt. Wow, look at that. What? That's a weird... Cast David Spade, Eartha Kitt, and John Goodman, and Patrick Warburton. Are you talking about the Emperor's New Groove? Yeah, I'm talking about the Emperor's New Groove. Can I chime in here? Yes, you can. Now that you're more confident on the podcast. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's me. I just wanted to tell you that I kind of made my class watch this. They get to watch a movie one break per um, school day. So okay. they'll watch a movie over the course of like two weeks because they watch it for like 15 minutes at yes. a time. Anyway, I made them watch Emperor's New Groove, and I was they were like, what is this? And I was like, trust me, it slaps. And the, I, they, they loved it. Um, so new generations to come will love it. It holds up. But they were doubting it at first. They fully thought it was some, like, underground, sketchy, old, <laughs> stupid movie that their cringe teacher <laughs> thought was funny. But they, they approved it. Anyway. Wicked cast, it's like one of my, it's like truly one of my favorites. Yeah, that's it. This is a crazy, okay, well, thank you. The Schmortle Report. <laughs> the Rushmortle. <laughs> Yo, did you, that was like Remember the Titans, though. Did you ever watch Remember the Titans, Court? No? Fuck, I remember watching Remember the Titans like a million times. Like, I must have seen it, I don't even know how many times. And it was like that thing. It's like, it's like that thing where fucking you would start it and then it would, the class would thing and then you would like, oh, now we'll start it over again. And then I feel like I watched Remember the Titans like, I don't know, like so many times. And I didn't even get that it was about race. <laughs> I had watched it. It was so fractured. I was like, what is this fucking, is this movie just about like, why are they being so mean to Denzel Washington? <laughs> Because I, it's like I didn't. You gotta watch it. <laughs> we weren't given any context to the movie, and when you're in like grade seven or whatever, like you understand like what racism is and shit like that, and like obviously, like about the South and whatever. But like I don't know, you'd need like context for that movie, and then if you watch it in fragments, in like twenty minute fragments over like a two week period, you're like, why is everyone so mean to Denzel? <laughs> <laughs> This football movie fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, I don't even know how we got to start talking about the Emperor's New Groove. Oh yeah, because I just said it in my freestyle. How are you? Let's start off the show after the Schmortle Report with a little bit of a... Sorry, I've been practicing because uh, I got my band. I'm in a fucking band, but that's not what we're going to talk about. Well, how was your weekend? Did you have a nice weekend? Sun was out in Ontario. 
uh, where I am. Uh, fucking, <coughs> it was a nice weekend. Finally, the sun, sun what come popping out of the sky. Uh, after being fucking stuck in the uh, in the rain and all that shit for the last little bit. So that was nice, and uh, I had a good weekend. So Friday night, I was back doing uh, doing my stand-up comedy, doing comedy, and I had a gig in Georgetown, which is where I live. And it was uh, coincidental because my buddy Greg, uh, Greg Enright, he runs a bunch of really good shows under this the Sin Bin brand. I don't know where that originally came from, but anyways, he's got a bunch. Anyways, uh, he's got a bunch of shows. And he booked one with a brewery in Georgetown. And, you know, comedy and breweries go hand in hand. Uh, it's a really easy uh, event for them to do. They just got to set up a speaker and a mic. And they usually have a, some kind of fucking cavernous area, some sort of cavernous space uh, designed for uh, sampling the beers uh, <laughs> that you can kind of fucking finagle a stage. Their breweries don't really sound good because they're they're also breweries. Like, <laughs> it's like a big fucking warehouse with a bunch of metallic machinery and like cans and like pallets and like pa like pallet jacks and just the fucking warehouse shit, right? But this one was nice. Uh and uh so yeah, so anyways, and anyways, I had the show. So it's in Georgetown, so I was like, "Okay, hey, fucking, a, uh I've been with Courtney, uh who you just heard from for 5 years now." And her parents have never seen me do stand-up comedy, so this was the first opportunity for them to catch me doing stand-up. Uh, so I'm not going to say I was nervous. I just wanted the show to go well. Nervous would imply that I'm like, oh, boy, like, blah. like, it's like I've been doing stand up long enough that it's like I know I'm going to be fine, like, no matter what. Like, it's a brewery show that's sold out. Like, it's and there's three there's three other acts before me. So it's like even if this is the most garbage show, like there's three acts before me that like can work on it or demonstrate that it's an unsalvageable show or whatever. I was like, no matter what, I'm going to come out looking clean. <laughs> right. Cause you want to impress, right. It's your fucking first, it was the first time. Um, but I do, I did have to get over this weird mental association I had with parents watching me do stand up comedy because historically speaking, uh, that was a bit of a triggering event for me. <laughs> So I had to like mentally like work through that, but I've already done most of the work on that anyway. So I felt pretty good about that. So anyways, um, Greg goes up and uh, he's fucking doing his thing. He's like, he's doing his little dirt bit of dirty jokes, which is like, whatever, you're getting away with it in Georgetown, man. Everyone, there was apparently, so the show was at uh, eight, doors were at eight, shows at 8.30 and we didn't start until about quarter to nine, even closer to nine, like 8.50. And apparently there were people that were there, they got there because they, they, they thought it was at eight, and so they got there at seven to drink. So they they just started fucking slamming craft beers at seven o'clock. So they were pretty like rip rip rowdy wild. Uh, by the time Greg got up there at eight forty five, uh, some of them had already been drinking for an hour and a half. But there was there was he was doing ten, and then there was two middle acts each doing twenty, which I was kind of like, ugh. Like I wish they were each doing fifteen, or honestly, I wish there was just one. And I got the money <laughs> for the other one and did it at the time. I could do the fuck. Don't worry. I got it. Like, you know, instead of having me do fucking light me at 30, it's like light me at 45. And I'll fucking will cover the time. But whatever. Uh, but they were both really good. Daniel Shaw and uh, who I'd worked with before I felt bad. But he because he, I like met him before and then I didn't really like apparently I like I I fucking iced him out at the corner, which I didn't mean to do. It's just like sometimes I'm like, I, you know, I got to work with a guy a couple times for I've said this before. It's like Vietnam out there, bro. Like, I don't know you like you could be dead tomorrow. Like, fuck, <laughs> like maybe if I see you like three or four 
or maybe even like five or six times, it's like, then I'll remember who you are. <laughs> but it's like, I've been in the game for too long. There's, I don't know, you're, who knows who you are and where you could be and whatever. But anyways, this guy, Daniel Shaw, really fucking funny. Good joke writer. Um, so he went up first, he did 20. And then my friend Tamara, Siobhan, um, who were friends, uh, she went up and did 20. So it was nice just to hang out with Tamara in between. Like, she's so funny. Uh, she's like just the funniest person. Like, she's just like so much energy. Like, she's just like her and I go well together. It's just like both like loud, like big, loud energy. <laughs> and, uh, she went up and smashed. Uh, and then it was my turn. And, uh, by that time, as, as sir, it was 945. And people might have been drinking for almost three hours. And I still had to do like a 40-minute set. So I, <laughs> they were pretty fucking wasted and chatty. And luckily, I, you know, I've seen this film before. So there was like some drunk guy. And, uh, and, and Greg, when he brought me up, he goes, yeah, this guy's actually just recently moved to Georgetown. So I just started, you know, ripping on Georgetown, like doing like local reference jokes, just literally like naming streets like, oh, I go to the LCBO on Guelph, like the LCBO on Mountain View can get fucked. <laughs> and people are like, woo. <laughs> it's like, really? Like, OK, I guess. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> so I was just like doing local reference jokes. But then I mentioned that I'm from uh, Alberta, obviously, because I was doing I was also doing the old shit. You know, I made that. <laughs> made the promise i'd cut my album i'm like i never have to do those jokes again cut to me two weeks later doing the literal exact same act that i've been trying to get rid of for almost a decade um <laughs> but whatever bro whatever uh, if it happened in a brewery no one was there to see it right okay so anyways uh so i'm doing all this my alberta shit and this old good drunk guy just starts he's like edmonton and i'm like yeah man like yep <laughs> and he's just like white have and I guess he had obviously spent time there and he was like listing off all these like Alberta like references that he knew. And he's like, Grand Prairie. And I'm like, that is another city in Alberta. Like, good for you. And then I started playing Jeopardy with him. And I was just like, bro, I was like, if if we're playing Jeopardy right now, the category was places in Alberta, like you would be smashing it right now. And then I was too drunk. So I did a Jeopardy clue. I was just like, this city located in between the capital of Edmonton and the economic center of Calgary is known for its donut mill. <laughs> <laughs> and I want him to be like, what is Red Deer? But he was too fucked up. He's like, what? <laughs> like, he heard a Jeopardy clue and he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, the audience was too fucked up. I was like proud of myself for completely improvising a Jeopardy clue. Like I was like, yo, this is like some of the best crowd work I've ever done. Like I'm like improvising a game of Jeopardy right now up here. Like that is really hard to do. <laughs> and nobody was down for it i was like fuck you everyone's too wasted i was like all right whatever i'll just go back to the fucking go back to some weed jokes i guess um but the show the show was good uh so i ended up having a good set whatever i brought the guitar at the end that did not work i don't know what the fuck happened the guitar thing just fucking completely just i don't know i lost it there i <laughs> i think i even by then i was getting sick of myself too though i was kind of like all right i'm over everyone's drunk talking so i was doing that thing here's a little tip for any comics that are listening but don't try to fight a loud audience with loudness don't be you can't be louder than a room full of fucking people even with a speaker and a microphone um what you're gonna do is they're just hearing noise they're just hearing decibels so they actually start talking louder the louder that you talk so you do the opposite um, and you start talking quieter and then, because even if 40% of the room is listening, uh, it doesn't have to be more than half the room. Those people, when you're talk talking quieter are going to zoom in and start listening to you. And then now it becomes glaringly obvious 
that, you know, this person is talking very, very loud in a situation where they're not supposed to be talking. So then you get that like social contract of the people at their table uh, being like, even if they're so drunk, they're like, ah, fuck it. I fuck fuck. And I'm on stage being like, uh, yeah. And my favorite part about being a single guy is, and then it just kind of like, you just use the social contract to shut them the fuck up. So I had to do that more times than I liked. Um, and you know, like I was saying to them after like my in-laws, my future in-laws, I was like, fucking, you know, it was, it was like, if it was a football game, like, yeah, we won the game and I threw for a bunch of touchdowns, but I had to scramble out of the pocket like too many times. And I probably got sacked like once or twice. <laughs> like we still won the game, but yeah, there was some heat from the fucking, my O-line completely collapsed on me. <laughs> I had fucking no backup there. Um, so anyways, it was a good show and it was nice to be back uh, doing comedy. And I got a bunch of shows this week. I got some on, I'm um, doing a private show at uh for like some weed shit for hillis on tuesday and then i'm back at the corner on thursday and then uh i think i got some more gigs this weekend too so yeah fucking a back on the comedy horse and also today i made it official i made it instagram official i posted about being a radio dj so yeah now everyone can stop fucking asking me if i move to orangeville or if i quit comedy i didn't fucking quit comedy uh like how stupid like that's how like I'm like a comedian co going and doing radio like that's I'm not the first guy to do this <laughs> like this I'm following a well-worn path here I'm going down some fucking there's signage there's garbage cans on the route uh there's even a little tea shop at the end of the hike there to buy some merch <laughs> this ain't no bush whacking path that I'm on here I'm a fucking comedian who has decided that, uh, yeah, probably not going to be famous, so let's get a job here. <laughs> it was because once you get all the things that you think are going to be, because I remember sitting with Scott Belford one time and being like, man, if I only had so-and-so's so credits. I remember it was, it was, I'll say the name. I always say the fucking name. I was, it was Noor Hadidi, who's a friend of mine and Scott's. But she she got a lot of TV heat early on in her career. Like within the first like five, six years, she pretty much got all the TV Canadian festivals. And I remember me and Scott being like, man, like if we had her credits, like we would just we would be set. <laughs> like we could just tour and we would be set, man. If only we had her credits. And then you and then you start getting stuff, and then you're like, oh, like this doesn't matter. Like this doesn't make a difference in my career. Like this, I just sold a bunch of material for like fucking eighteen hundred bucks. That's probably worth like way more than that. <laughs> Cause you burn it, or I guess, or whatever. I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever gonna come after you. Anyone from the Halifax Comedy Festival is gonna come after you for telling the same joke. <laughs> but still it's so funny to get to that that spot where yeah me and Belfort were like man if we just had newer's credits like we would be set and then it's like yeah and then you get to the point where it's just like you get everything that you think was gonna be the you not make you happy but open these doors or whatever or maybe they could have and I just fucked it up uh <laughs> maybe they did see me maybe the searchlight did pass right over me and they were like yeah no that's good we're good on that guy uh which is fine too but I preach this all the time, you know, it comes down to now you can, it's about finding your own audience and blah, 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 blah. But anyways, uh, <coughs> I came out as a radio DJ. <laughs> I came out as a radio DJ online. So there you go. 
and uh, everyone's liking it. So that's good. I haven't posted on Instagram in like months. I was just, cause I was feeling like, why the fuck I told, I said this last week. I was like, why the fuck would I post anything on anything? And just like, for what reason, you know, like, it's like, I always was like, man, if I never worked in the entertainment industry, I would not have Facebook. I'd be like, mink. I'd be like, what the fuck do I need social media for? Like I'm posting like me, like just a guy, like <laughs> you're just like a regular guy. who's just like, like he was like I had a great weekend like who gives a fuck <laughs> like unless you're actually making some like making something on there or like educating people or like you know it's like or entertaining them like who gives a fuck I'm <laughs> just a picture of like a fucking like a hand holding a fucking twisted T over like a, a dock <laughs> Like, why did you, why are you doing that? <laughs> Just like this podcast. Why are you doing this? Uh, speaking of this podcast, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content? Like every set that I've ever done ever, a historical fucking catalog of all, all the comedy that I've ever done. Well, and also an individualized personalized shout out as well as guitar lessons and personal guitar lessons. You know, if you signed up for the $7 fucking shredder tier, you get a one hour guitar lesson every month. So far, only Joel has taken advantage of that. Then you can be like these fine folks, Kevin and Joyce, uh, James, new guy, Mark, Tony, Smog, Nick and Mac, motherfucker, Bubba Marnus, Street Demon, uh, number one fan, Joel, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, call it Andre Blair, Tara and Alicia, say they name, what up, one them, hi Mink. As well, go to patreon.com slash drewbame, sign up for as little as five bucks if you're dumb and seven bucks if you play guitar and you're dumb. Uh, also, uh, promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by our sponsor, kingtutscannabis.com. Yes, this, this podcast is sponsored by someone who sells dope. Can you fucking believe that? And I'm, they might get busted for cultural appropriation. God. <laughs> THCA diamonds are back. Yo, if you ever wanted to smoke crack, uh, crack, but you wanted it to be weed, then get by these THCA diamonds. It literally looks like a pile of crack. It looks like a crack. It looks like crack. That's wild. I love that. Two customer reviews. Let's read the review. Never seen anything quite like this. One dab with my rig. And I'm good to go. Amazing quality product. Hopefully they keep this in stock. There's a fuck ton of spelling errors in that. So you know that's good. <laughs> this guy took a hit of that and just popped on the fucking, on the review there. Uh, go to kingtutscannabis.com. And when you do, you can use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order at checkout. They got a little box to put a promo code in. If you don't know how to do that, then how, how did you, how are you alive? Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew next time you buy dope. Okay. I got to go to band practice. Let's play guitar. Warm up the fingers a little bit. Okay. Album's going good too. And I'm at the corner on Thursday. Oh, we got thrash metal in E minor.
Nein! Bonus. <lacht>